Welcome to the Lifestyle You Podcast. I'm your host and health and fitness coach, Jenna Altman, and I'm so glad that you're here. Health and fitness don't have to be that complicated. Do you want to achieve a body you're proud of, gain physical and mental energy, and grow your confidence without giving up date night with your partner or starving yourself? The Lifestyle You Podcast will provide you with the tools that you need to make your health and fitness fit into your lifestyle, not the other way around. The stories, lessons, and actionable takeaways from original episodes and guest interviews on this podcast will not only allow you to break through those limiting fears and beliefs, but also find freedom and confidence in the way that you move and fuel your body so that you can live your strongest, healthiest, and happiest life. Welcome back to the Lifestyle You Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Emily Richardson, and she is Harvest Coaching's newest assistant coach. So Emily, we are so excited to have you. Today's episode, we're going to dive into a little bit of Emily's background, really what got her into coaching, as well as chat about a topic that is near and dear to her heart and a lot of clients that we work with, which is balance. So Emily, welcome. So happy to have you here. Why don't you just share with our audience a little bit about who you are and and what you're all about? Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name's Emily. As Jenna said, I am the newest assistant coach over at Harvest Coaching, and I am beyond thrilled about this position. My experience with Harvest Coaching actually started roughly a year and a half ago when I was a client. So I've been where a lot of people are that come through Harvest Coaching, and I've seen kind of the things that Harvest Coaching has taught me. So to start with my background, I was a client at one point, and I still am on my health and fitness journey working on that balance. But to go even further back, I met Jenna in Charlotte, North Carolina, doing the good old BBG workouts. When those were popular back in like 2014, her and I met doing those together actually in the gym. We were always seeing each other doing it. And then we finally got the courage to say hi and Mm -hmm. say like, want to just do it together? And we became friends then. And then we just stayed in touch throughout our journeys. Jenna left Charlotte and we stayed in contact then. And then I have moved around quite a bit. My uh, fiance is a travel nurse. So I have lived across the country for the past year and a half, but we're getting ready to settle back down in Charlotte, which we're really excited about. Outside of my fitness fun stuff, I work in IT consulting. So I cannot fix your laptop, but I can work with developers to figure out what they're trying to build. So I do that full time, but then I am a part-time assistant coach here at Harvest Coaching. And I've been a part of the current Summer Flex program and it has been unreal watching these girls and listening to these girls encourage each other, pump each other up, talk through their challenges and just be there for them. So I knew it was gonna be a good fit as soon as Well, back when I was a client, I was like, I want to work there one day. And now I am. (laughs) I love it. I love Emily's story too, because I think for a lot of people who are interested in becoming a coach, one of the best things that you can do is actually be coached yourself. And Emily has had the opportunity to not only work with me, but now she's worked with additional two other coaches as well. And so when you can sort of have that experience and identify who you want to be as a coach and what things worked well for you and what things maybe work well for other people, that's a really important thing as a coach to learn and to learn about yourself, right? How you function, the type of support that you need and really like giving yourself and your life to somebody else and, and being able to 
navigate that together is amazing because we do this journey for so long, for so many years on our own, trying new things, trying different, you know, fad diets and workouts and never really getting that end result that we've been looking for the whole time. So it's really fun that Emily has kind of come full circle from that experience. And now she's here with us today, which is just absolutely an honor and a privilege to work with her because I have loved her since the day I met her. Um, and I'm not somebody to like reach out. I'm like, I get very nervous around people. Like if I'm meeting them for the first time, I don't want to be that weird girl that talks to the other girl in the gym. So I tend to be very like shy in those settings, even though I, I'm great at conversations and things like that. But that's usually once we've become friends. <laughs> so for me, it was like this really big intimidation factor of like, well, she's doing what I'm doing. We look like we're about the same age. Like we're the only two people in this apartment gym complex. <laughs> Do you know who said hi to each other first? I do not. I feel like it might have been me because I was so, because I had just moved to a new city, yeah. I was so eager to meet new friends. And I was like, I need to make friends. And my brother, this is a really funny story. My brother, <laughs> when I first moved to Raleigh and when I was about to move to Charlotte, he was like, Jenna, you need to make friends in the gym. He's like, that's where your people are going to be. Like you love working out. You love the values of people who work out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I got, that's why I was like, okay, well, I'm going to meet somebody in the gym and they're going to be my friends. You know, I was very determined. I'm sure it was me. I feel like it was probably I me. think it was you. I think I said, are you doing, I think I brought up the workouts. Like, oh, are you, you doing did. those workouts too? <laughs> I think you did. And the whole reason I think it is you is because I can be very outgoing, but I hit a shell when I moved to Charlotte. So mm -hmm. like I moved from Ohio to Charlotte right out of college. I knew no one in the state. I was like, well, here I am working yeah. like out. I didn't work in uptown. I worked like up in university, which basically the suburbs of Charlotte for those who don't know Charlotte. And I worked with everyone who had kids my age. So I was mm -hmm. like, wow. And I kind of got in my shell. So I remember I was, I remember telling my mom, like, I was like, oh, this girl at the gym, she said hi to me. Like we were doing the same workouts and she's like, great. You have a friend. <laughs> um, What's really fun about the Harvest Coaching team is that we, we're like a big family and it's really fun because especially in the Summer Flex program that Emily was chatting about earlier, we have, you know, a group of women, there's 14 total and not including the coaches. And it's just really fun to be able to connect with each other, to bond over how strenuous the finisher was or how we are struggling with routine setting in the summer and stuff like that. So it's really very fun to, and, and I utilize this as a network of friends too, right? Like my yeah. business, I'm friends with my clients and I'm friends with my coaches and all the things. So anyways, we love community around here. So that's definitely something that we prioritize, but Emily, why don't you share with us what really made you get into coaching in the first place? And we may have touched a little bit on this already, but would love just really what kind of inspired you to take that leap. Yeah. So like I said, I'm an IT consulting, but I'm my actual title is agile coach. So I do coaching in my day-to-day -day, nine to five life. Like I'm striving to be a coach for developers, which can be very tricky and it has, a, it's, it's very different, but you also apply a lot of the similar things that you would when you're coaching anyone. I did do a small stint where I was like, I wanted, I knew I wanted something entrepreneurial. I knew I wanted something greater than my nine to five, which is a very common theme across I think our generation. Um, and so I tried managing Airbnbs because I had my own place. I was Airbnb. And I realized that's not really what I want. I went down a few other avenues and I was like, 
I'm missing this collaborative aspect. Like I like to be creative, but I missed the collaborative aspect. And like I was helping someone because it was going to take a lot more, I want to say financial backing. And so Jenna posted a assistant role and I was like, Oh, she's hiring. Maybe like I could do that. Like that would be fun. I love working with her. Some of our conversations when I was a client, while I was going through an entrepreneurial journey, kind of ended with some entrepreneurial conversations and just conversations about business. And I was, I just knew that like, I enjoyed talking with Jenna, not only and learning from her from a health and fitness aspect, but from like an overall life aspect as well. And so when she posted that, I called, I was like, Oh, I want to apply. Like, let's, or I'd love to talk to you about it. And I think our conversation lasted like four minutes before she's like, this isn't the role for you. And I was like, I know, but like, I just want to work with you again. <laughs> and I, like, I totally knew that like, I'm probably not going to be the world's greatest assistant, but I wanted to like help Harvest Coaching thrive. I wanted to do something that like I truly believed in. And I believe in the message that she taught me, that she coached me and that she's continuing to preach and coach. And so the conversation became, well, what do you want? And it kind of was like her asking me, what do I want out of life? What do I enjoy doing? And we kind of landed on, hey, you could be a really good assistant coach. And it really aligns with what I do in my day-to-day job, like the quote unquote self-help books I read, like all those little things, like my favorite thing to do is watch people better themselves and become better and be more confident. And I think I'm better at telling other people how to do it and like giving them the tools. So it was a really just smooth conversation of, would you be interested? And I was like, absolutely, because that's filling the gaps of the things that I really wanted to do and giving me a platform to do it and also having a great mentor on top of it. So it was a pretty long-winded way to say like everything that I wanted in the entrepreneurial journey I was going on was being answered by the opportunity that Jenna gave me, like you gave me and allowed me to be the assistant coach. That's so fun. I love it. I'm really thinking about this too, in terms of, you know, just your day job. And I think this could be an applicable kind of example for people. Can you walk us through like how your agile coaching transfers over into health and fitness coaching? If there's like any kind of like example or like an aspect of coaching that you utilize on both ends. Like I would love to kind of explore that if you have any ideas. It's it's funny because I actually just, I'm working on a blog called set your tone and it's all about meeting a client where they're at and when to Mm -hmm. use empathy and when to use like different forms of communication. And so if you have a client who's struggling or if you have a client that's like, no, I need you to just be kind of stern with me. Um, like I'm writing about how you can kind of face those conversations. So being a coach as a human, you need to really understand people and understand communication and then understand your like agile or health and fitness, like you don't like your practice. You, You need to understand that, but it's also so much more around communication and creating conversations. So you're not telling you're they're learning and growing from it and like using the right words. So while I'm working on being a better coach, really everywhere, everything I've learned from being like my online fitness and nutrition coaching certification, I can actually apply to my day job and vice versa. Um, So that's really true. Like I can have a developer, I can have a team that I'm just like, we just want to be 1% better. What does that look like? 
I can go and have that same question to a client. What's one thing you can do better this week? And it's similar outcomes for whatever practice they're at. So obviously with my development teams, they might just want to, you know, finish their story. Or if for my client, they're like, I just want to drink water every single day. I want to hit my hundred ounces. Those are two different ways of like utilizing the same questions and same conversations. Yes. That's so good. I I love that we tied this in because I think, right. Just setting the tone, like you said, meeting clients where they're at. Right. So we're going to streamline things for you. So that way it's personalized. Things make sense to where you're at. We're not going to ask you to do more than we think you can handle. And when you're ready for more, you can take on more, but we're going to scale things. So it's very simple and effortless when it comes into your lifestyle. Right. So I love that analogy. And I think it's really cool because I know so many women who listen to our podcast are in the professional space, right? So they're in the career space. Maybe they're in IT and maybe they do do coaching in their job. Maybe they're a boss, maybe they're a manager. And I think that that role can be universal. And it's something that I, I even utilize in my own life, right. As a wife, you know, and Will and I have conversations, I'm making sure that I am, you know, not just telling him what to do, but kind of guiding him in the way to discovering the answers for himself. And he knows when I do this, cause he's like, you're asking me questions and you sound like you're coaching, <laughs> but that's how cool this role can be and how it can yeah. kind of transfer over into other areas of life. So even if you've ever thought about pursuing coaching, this is a good episode for you because <laughs> we're talking about how that crossover kind of happens, but That's awesome, Emily. And I'm so glad that you are benefiting from both of these spectrums and it's only going to make you a more well-rounded coach in all of your areas of life. So that's fantastic. Um, Share with us who you think your ideal person to work with is, because I know you have some, some interests and of course, you know, health and fitness is a pretty broad topic, but what really, you know, who's the person that you really enjoy the most? Yeah. So for me, the one who is not scared of the barbell wants to like go do the heavy lifts and really kind of work on building a physique. Prior to getting engaged, I was considering doing a bikini competition and I worked with a coach for a few months. Then I got engaged and I was like, it's too strenuous. Like it's not necessarily what I want, but learning and understanding how different move, how different exercises can sculpt different muscles and do different things was really interesting to me. Um, so I really love like someone who was like, I want to get in the gym. I want to learn the moves. I want to use barbells. I'm not scared of weights, but then also the individual who's like, I'm doing a zillion things at once. How can I mix in another one? How can I mix in health and fitness? How, what is the bare minimum I can do to get me on the right track? Um, I work a nine to five. I have a fiance. I have a husky. I do coaching on the side. I like to be active. I'm constantly doing things. I lived in like three states in one year. How can I help the people who are, who feel like health and fitness is like tech needs to be on the back burner and help them realize they have tools to bring it to the front and still do the things that they love and find that balance. That balance can be as simple as like, okay, I now don't look at my phone in the morning until like 10 a.m. Okay, I look at it, but I only look at my workout. (laughs) And, but like, I don't get on, like I don't do certain things in the morning because I'm realizing if I spend my morning doing my me time and I can get my workout in, then I can give the rest of the day to others. Um, Because a lot of what you do in the professional space and finding balance is, if you're a people pleaser and you like to do things with people and you like to be well-known and like help others out, 
you need to have that time for yourself. So helping people find those routines, helping people find that that balance in life. Um, but I also love people who will pick up a barbell and be like, let's squat or deadlift. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely room to have interest in, in multiple different people. And it's really fun because as you are coaching more, you'll start to experience really who who that person is that you love. And it's really interesting because a lot of the time it's actually previous versions of ourselves. And so when yeah. you were just talking, I was like, okay, well, the first version is you now. And the yeah. other version of you is the old version of you. Yeah. And that's who we really gravitate to, right? Because we understand what you're going through. We understand the struggles. We understand the hardships. We understand the challenges and the things that are getting in the way of you being successful and the mind game that you're playing with yourself. We understand because we were there. I yeah. think that people often don't necessarily correlate that. Oh, well, they're a coach. They never struggled. They never had to work on any of these things. Like, no, we struggled. And a lot of us are still on our journeys and forever will be because that's the nature and evolution of health and fitness. It's a lifelong journey. It's not this just quick stop destination. And the biggest thing is, is yeah, I'm a coach. I'm still on my journey. And I can be honest and say last week I was in the pits. I was like, not feeling good about myself. I had low energy and I just kind of stopped and I was like, okay, what is different about this week than other weeks? And I kind of realized we traveled. We were headed to, the, we went to the lake house for four days. I was very much out of my routine and I was like, okay, am I actually in the pits or am I just, do I just need to get back to my quote unquote normal? Like I've kind of now gotten to this rhythm where I'm eating 80, 20, like I'm just regularly but when it, when you aren't making your own meals you're kind of like sure i'll eat that sure i'll eat that and i was like ooh, i ate something that generally upsets my stomach no wonder i don't feel great today like i'm learning those i've learned those things but like there are weeks where i'm like my body image is down my my excitement about it is down but i that doesn't mean that you can't coach and help others through that but it happens to everyone we're not we're not invincible because we have coach next to our name. We are humans. It happens. And I know like for me, I can connect with individuals who are still going through it because there are days where I'm going through it. I mean, I'm getting married and I'm like, Ooh, you know, got to have those toned arms. And it's like, okay, no, you need to be healthy and like take care of yourself. There are days where you're just like, man, today's not my day and I'm not feeling myself today. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think yep, it's yep. important to know that we aren't invincible just because we're your coaches, but we do know and we have learned tools and ways to kind of help people out of those those spaces. Yep, absolutely. I love it. And it's so true. I mean, we all have those bod bad body image days. We all have those um, mistakes, quote unquote, where we yeah. just don't like the decision that we made or the food choice that we made because now it's making our bellies upset, right? Like we go through those things too. But what's really cool is we help you learn when, what to do when you do experience those things, yeah. right? So when we do have a bad body image day, what is something that brings you to yourself? What's something that brings you joy, right? Yeah. Similarly, when you have a vacation where you're kind of eating things, you're not normally eating, you come back, you're low on energy. You didn't get great sleep. You feel like crap. What can we do to get you back on track and just building that foundation for you to fall back on? And that's what like keeps us grounded. And everybody, yeah. every person, coach, whoever, expert in this field has that sort of routine for themselves to fall back on. And that's the beautiful yeah. part about it. So, and if, um, and 
they all experience this too. Cause like I came back and I was like, okay, we're going grocery shopping and we're getting like my favorite breakfast stuff. We're getting this. And I, and I like just reincorporated things that I was basically craving when I was out of it. Yes. Like, and it's kind of weird. I never thought I'd get to the point where I'm like, wow, I'm craving my baked chicken and potatoes for lunch today. Like no one's business. <laughs> and Will's like, really? He's like, you had that, like, you just ate like five hot dogs yesterday. I'm like, I know, but, but I am craving it today. It sounds so good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, no, that's, that's really, and this ties us back into this concept of balance, which is something I definitely wanted us to chat about. So, you know, we did a little bit of introduction as far as Emily and who she is as a coach, who she is as a human person, awesome person. Um, but I also wanted to tie in the concept of balance into this episode. So Emily, I feel like does a really great job in terms of balance, whether it be her, her fitness, her friends, her health, her work or her coaching career, like all of these things, I feel like she does a really, really solid job at. And like we just shared, you know, it's not perfect every day, right? There's ups and downs throughout the process. (laughs) But I would love for you to kind of walk us through some of those tools and tricks that you utilize in your journey um, that maybe somebody who does have a lot of responsibilities, who does have a lot of priorities that are conflicting. Like, how would you kind of what, what are some tips that you would give them in order to help them be successful in their health and fitness? Yeah, so. I'm not the best at like weekly and monthly planning, but I do try and keep a basic calendar of like, here's what I got going on this month. Um, Especially now that the wedding is approaching, we are a little busier than normal and sporadically. But every morning I kind of wake up and I don't, like I said, I don't really, I don't get up and like stare at my phone and start scrolling. Um, I started plugging my phone in actually in a different room and we got an old school alarm clock to like wake me up. Um, and I wake up and I will walk my dog and come back in and I just kind of, I, I'll make my tea or bone broth and I'll just kind of write out the quick win task, the like 30 minute stuff. And then like the stuff that needs a lot more time and thinking, and I'll put what I'm grateful for on there. I'll write out a podcast I want to listen to. I'll write out like a book I want to read. And I just kind of set that up for my day and I tend to go through it. Um, then I generally log on to my laptop and I'm like, okay, where are my meetings? Or I'll check my phone because my calendar's on there. And I'll be like, okay, here's what my day looks like. And I try and block my calendar. So time blocking is amazing. And does it always work out in my favor? Absolutely not. I am in consulting. <laughs> but it does give me a nice peace of mind um, that, hey, this is what I can get done today. But if something goes wrong, I at least know where I need to reprioritize or where I can move things. Um, I always try and walk the dog and get a workout in in the morning. Um, I'm a, I prefer morning workouts. I also start work. I work central hours, so I have some extra time in the morning. So I I try and do all that. Um, a big thing I that, that's like my daily thing. Um, as far as kind of continuing with the balance, I really set boundaries, and this what probably took me about six months to learn. Um, maybe longer, but if I'm getting pinged for a meeting that goes until 6:30, I push back and say, "Hey, no, like I'm I'm not going to be on. Like, is there another time? If not, I will do it." Um, I really say I don't say yes to everything, and I used to be like, "Yes, yes, 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 I'll do it all. I love doing things," and I'd be working until nine o'clock at night, both for myself and for others. Um, I started implementing by 6 p.m. I'm either like 
doing something or I'm watching a TV show that Will hates while he's while he's at work. And it has nothing to do with work. It's just pure something I enjoy. So I'm maybe it's running to the store or maybe like Target because that's a great, mm-hmm. great thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or I go walk the dog or I just try and do something that's totally for me. And it can be watching trash TV or it can be I'm going to go to the sh- store and look at stuff. It might be something that I need to do, but I try and do an hour of my self time. That's not the morning. And I really try and shut down um, everything by roughly 6 p.m. And then I turn my phone off by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't really respond to texts unless I'm in a conversation. Then I'm kind of like, oh, well, I'll keep talking to you. Um, but I really just try and set those boundaries. And those boundaries are really important. And I know as a professional in, in the consulting world, especially, I get a meeting from my calendar and it's a fire drill that I need to work through. I just try and make sure I keep my calendar next to me and I just focus on the like focus on what I really need to do and not try and focus on everything else. Yep. No, this is this is awesome. I mean, this is like <laughs> gold right here, guys. Like how to manage a busy schedule and also set those boundaries. And Emily, I'm curious too, like when you first started implementing these boundaries and started sort of figuring out what this routine looked like for you, was it challenging? Did you have some like hiccups that came along with that? Like oh, what did that, that transition? <laughs> yeah. I want to talk really about hard. that. It was I really hard. Um, so I think back when I was working with you is when we started talking like morning and bedtime routines. And um, I think one thing that does not help is my fiance is a nurse. So his schedule is always different. And sometimes if he's not working, it's really easy to kind of be like, oh, I just want to like lay in bed and be lazy with you because you're not working today. Um, But I really had to kind of set like kind of force myself to like really get into routine. It started very simple. It started with I want to wake up, walk the dog and like drink my tea. Like that was (laughs) my one, two, three. And then I added, okay, well, I know people benefit from journaling or mapping out their day. So then I added that in and then like I started and so I just tried to start with something and make it a habit and then add on the next habit that I want to apply. So it took some time. I mean, my first my first true routine, I think, looks something like wake up, wash my face, brush my teeth, Um, (laughs) walk my dog. (laughs) Uh, I would walk my dog, which I already did anyways. And that's when I started to say like, okay, while I'm drinking my tea, I'm going to, I'm going to write a few things down and it just slowly evolved. Um, So definitely take one thing at a time. Morning routine was easier for me than nighttime because I used to be an avid TV in bed, bedroom person, watch TV till I fall asleep. Now I read books. If you would have asked Emily in 2020 if she's ever read a book, she'd laugh and say like, hey, maybe like one or two. I read like seven or eight already this year. <laughs> I actually may have read more than that. So it's like, you you definitely have to find things. Like I used to tell people I hate books. So I started cross-stitching, but then I was really bad at threading the needle. So then I was like, I'll try a book. <laughs> Let so, me try reading a book instead. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just try this book everyone keeps talking about. So I definitely think it's start small, start with one thing or start with something you're already doing and add one thing to it. And then once that becomes so routine, add something else you want to try and do. And now it kind of flows. Um, But like I can tell you honestly, this morning and yesterday morning, it was raining sideways, like 
sideways rain, monsooning. My morning routine went to complete poop. It was like, oh, I'm going to wake up and take the dog outside and where we like hid behind the wall so she could go to the bathroom. And then I was like, well, I don't want to drive to the gym in this. Like it's literally monsooning with like thunder and lightning. So like my, my morning routine kind of fell out of whack, but I tried to stick to like my non-negotiables. So like at least making a schedule. So I was like, okay, I'm not making it to the gym this morning. Where can I maybe fit it in? Or can I throw in a Peloton ride or what can I do to get that movement? Um, so just know they're fluid. But I definitely think sl starting slow and then once you have your morning routine, setting your non-negotiables for yourself. Love it. That's perfect. And honestly, you touched on something really important here that we've mentioned probably in a couple of podcast episodes already, but habit stacking, right? So you mm -hmm. had your one little habit. Like I tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, if you you are going to wake up and brush your teeth, no, like, Lord, I hope so. But that is definitely something you're going to do every morning. So yeah. if you're trying to build a new habit, stacking that habit with something that you are consistently doing, it's almost like a trigger or a cue to remind you to do the other new habit that you're trying to build. So that's a really helpful strategy too, as you guys are trying to envision what this healthy lifestyle looks like for you or this morning routine or these boundaries, right? Is utilizing that habit stacking as an approach to help you do that successfully. Um, so Emily, this was an awesome episode. I feel like we covered and touched on a ton of stuff in here that will be very entertaining slash also informative and <laughs> guiding. Um, but I would love to also, um, tell you about our food for thought segment. So this is where you come on, you share with us your main takeaway from today's episode. If you wanted people to just take one thing, put it into practice, what could that be? Ooh, we had so many good, so many little tidbits. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, where do I start? Where do I start? I would say no matter where you are on your journey, starting small and gaining the momentum will help you find that balanced lifestyle that you're looking for. And be focus on the little things and then the big things will come. Yep. I love it. So important. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah, such like... an important message. We talk about a lot. We definitely talk about that a lot. And if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know that I'm all about the small steps and how can we make this actionable? And a lot of the time people do take that big winded approach and end up failing. So that's why it's so important that we take it step by step and meet ourselves where we're at. So Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Last little thing before we head out is where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram. I'm at, at Emily P rich e-m-i-l-y-p-r-i-c-h i had to think about that um so i'm there and i am emily page on facebook um i'm gonna start sharing a lot more information about all the harvest coaching stuff we're doing um but you can find me there and i'm considering a TikTok, so stay tuned oh wow <laughs> you can be the harvest coaching TikTok coach because <laughs> i can't step into that that water right now <laughs> i i'm 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 learning. Uh, my cousin is apparently big on it. Okay. Nah. It's actually, it's very entertaining. I just, there's too many platforms to manage. And I was like, we're going to put this on hold. I at least started an account. So I have some stuff, but <laughs> you're further than me, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's fun. It's definitely fun. It's enjoyable. Um, and probably very entertaining for people, I think. Um, 
But awesome, Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know, hit us up in our DMs on Instagram. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And if you are looking to work with Emily, she is accepting new one-on-one clients. So I will tag our um, application form in the comments as well. If you want to go ahead and apply for coaching and we can chat with you about that. No obligation. If you do decide to fill out the form, we'll just make sure it's a great fit for both you and coach Emily. So anyways, appreciate you all so much. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyle You podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review to help others discover the magic we're creating together. If there's someone in your life who could benefit from listening to this episode, be sure to forward it along to them. You can also follow me on Instagram at Jenna Ray Altman for more helpful content, resources, and good vibes. As always, thank you so much for being here.